morning, friends. This is Joel Martin with you for the Everlasting Word. I'd like to wish every one of you a happy new year. And can you believe we're in 2024? It, it's absolutely amazing how fast time flies. But today's message, we're going to be in Mark chapter 4. And we're going to look at verses 1 through 20. <clears throat> and it has to do with the parable of the sower. Now, in the beginning of Mark chapter 4, Jesus has a great multitude of people following. <clears throat> so much so that Jesus enters into a small ship and goes out into the water so that he can speak to this great multitude. And he's teaching them a parable about a sower sowing seed. And it's something that all these people can relate to and understand. And as Jesus is teaching he explains to them that when a sower goes out to sow seed, those seed, the seed is going to fall in one of four places. In verse 4, some seed falls by the wayside. In verse 5, some seed falls on stony ground. In verse 7, some seed falls among the thorns. And in verse 8, some seed falls on good ground. Now, as we'll learn later, when Jesus is explaining the parable to his disciples, that each of these four places that the seed may fall relates to a type of people or type of person. And when Jesus finishes speaking to the multitude, he tells them in verse 9, he says, And he said unto them, He that hath ears to hear, let him hear. In other words, what Jesus is saying it's, folks, I'm really not talking about you going out and sowing seed. I'm really talking about the type of people that when the word of God is spoken, whether it be me, whether it be a preacher, whether it be a Sunday school teacher or whatever, everybody in this multitude falls in one of these four categories. And you are to really take this message. You're really to dig deep and understand what I'm really saying. And where do I fall? Am I a person where the seed falls by the wayside? Am I a person where the seed falls on stony ground? Or am I a person where the seed's falling in thorns? Or am I a person where the seed is falling into good ground? So he's saying in verse 9, he that hath ears, let him hear, let him understand. And that's what we need to do when we hear the word of God preached, when we hear the word of God taught. We need to have ears and let him hear and, and understand what's truly being taught. But then as Jesus, as we skip down to verse 15, <clears throat> Jesus begins to explain to his disciples what the parable truly meant. And it says in verse 15, it says, and these are they by the wayside where the word is sown. But when they have heard Satan cometh immediately and taketh away the word that was sown in their hearts. Now, I equate these type of people as those curious followers. We know that when Jesus was walking on this earth, he had a lot of people following him and it got fewer and it got fewer and it got fewer. And, and at the beginning, Jesus just had a lot of curious followers. These curious followers had no intention whatsoever of believing in their heart of the, on the only begotten son. They were just following out of curiosity to see what kind of miracle that Jesus might perform next. 
flesh. They had no intention of believing in their heart and accepting him as personal savior. They were just following out of curiosity. And those are the people where when the word of God is sown, it falls by the wayside. Now, and we notice that there is an enemy that it says immediately, Satan cometh immediately and taketh away the word that was sown in their hearts. Satan knows the power of the word of God, and he's not about to let any lay around and might grow fruit, begin to bear fruit in someone's heart unto salvation. He's going to come immediately and snatch it up. But then we go to verse 16. And I call these people the shallow or emotional followers. And it says in verse 16, And these are they likewise which are sown on stony ground, who when they have heard the word, immediately receive it with gladness. In verse 17, And have no root in themselves, and so endure but for a time afterward when affliction or persecution arises for the word's sake, immediately they are offended. But see, these people, these are the ones where the seed falls on stony ground. They're shallow. They're emotional. The seed fell in stony ground, so it had no place for for roots to take hold beneath the surface of the ground so that the seed immediately sprang up. And then when affliction or persecution comes, that person that's very shallow and very emotional doesn't understand the purpose of the persecution and the tribulation that's coming. And so they become offended and they walk away. And they don't want to have anything to do with following the Lord Jesus Christ in his sufferings and in his tribulation. They don't care anything about becoming more Christ-like because their understanding of the gospel is feel-good and it's emotional, have their ears tickled, but when but when persecution arises, they don't want to have any part to do with it. And I'm telling you folks, if we're going to be followers of the Lord Jesus Christ, persecution is going to come our way, tribulation is going to come our way. Once we accept the Lord Jesus Christ as our personal Savior, Satan is on our heels 25 hours a day trying to get us to turn back, trying to get us to deny the name of Christ, trying to get us not to be an influence for the kingdom of God, trying to get us to live like the world, trying to get us to walk and talk and sound like the world. He He doesn't want us to do anything about the Lord Jesus Christ, so tribulation and persecution is going to come our way, and we need to be able to buckle down, get ourselves on our knees and pray and in the word of God and praying so that we may have the full armor of God on so that when those fiery darts come our way, we can endure it. But that's the only way that we're going to endure it. We can't endure it in our own power. But then we go to verse 18. And these are the people that have their priorities in the wrong place. Or if you want to say poor priorities. And it says in verse 18, it says, And these are they which are sown among thorns, such as hear the word, and the cares of this world, and the deceitfulness of riches, and the lust of other things entering in, choke the word, and it becometh unfruitful. These people don't have the priorities right. They want to serve God. But yet they're not putting him completely first in their life. They have other idols in the way they have their cares of their home, their cares of their finances, 
their cares of this, their cares of that, the deceitfulness of riches and other things come in and it chokes out the word. In other words, they don't know how to cultivate their life. They don't know how to put their spiritual priorities first and foremost in their life. And it begins to choke them out and they begin to live a defeated life. But then we come to <clears throat> these people in verse 20. Where it says, and these are they which are sown on good ground, such as hear the word and receive it and bring forth fruit, some 30 fold, some 60 and some an hundred. These are the people that have their hearts prepared. And I want you to notice here that the, these people where the seed falls on good ground are the only ones that will bear continual fruit. Now, I say the word continual fruit because you could read verse 18 and, and interpret that these people where the seed fell among thorns, that for a very short period of time, these people might bear fruit because it says as the deceitfulness of riches and the cares of this world and the lust of other things entering in, choke the word and it becometh unfruitful. So you could interpret that, that this, that category of people for a very, very, very short period of time might bear fruit, but eventually those cares and the deceitfulness of riches and other things choke out the word and they become unfruitful. But these people in verse 20 where the seed falls on good ground, they're the only ones that bear continual fruit. And these people are the ones that understand that when they hear the word, they're not only to be hearers of the word, but they're to be doers of the word. And I think about the parable of the talents. <clears throat> where the master gave one five talents and the and he gave the other one two and he gave the other one one. Well, the, the, the two that received five, the one that received five talents and the one that received two talents knew that they were to invest those talents and they were to make those talents multiply so that when the judgment day came, so that when their master came back, they were to, they were to show that they were good stewards of what their master gave them and they multiplied it. Now these people where the seed falls on good ground, it says they brought forth fruit. In other words, they understood that what they heard, they had to do something with what they heard. And, and it's the same thing as the parable of the talents. And as we go in, we look at the characteristics of these people where the seed falls on good ground. Their heart's in the right condition. Their priorities are in the right place. And they understand that they're to be not just a hearer of the word, but a doer of the word. Now, we have to, as, as it says in verse 9, when Jesus was speaking to the multitude, and he said unto them, He that hath an ear, he that hath ears to hear, let him hear. So as we think about this verse 9, we have to ask ourselves, which of these four places where seed falls, which kind of person are we? Are we a curious follower? Are we one of those people? Or if you're out there and you have no intention whatsoever of believing in your heart 
And accepting the fact that you're a sinner and believing in your heart of the death, the burial, and the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ, there is only one place that you're going straight toward, and that is the devil's hell. You need to understand that the only way to God is by Jesus Christ. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father except for by me. And what that under, what that means is that you must accept the fact that you're a sinner. You must confess the fact that you're a sinner, and you must believe in the death, the burial, and the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. But are you one of those shallow followers? Are you one that has poor priorities? Or are you one where the seed is falling on good ground? Now, I did some number crunching, since that's what I do for a living, and I came up with some numbers that are that is incredibly eye-opening. Now, we know that there's seven days a week, and there's 24 hours in a day. And that comes out to 168 hours per week. Now, and if we look at this in terms of how much time am I devoting to my Savior? How much time am I devoting to my Lord? And you might say, uh-oh, here we go. But this assessment, I believe, is incredibly fair because you might say, well, Joel, I got to sleep. Well, absolutely, I got to sleep too. So I take out eight hours a day for sleeping. That's 56 hours a week. You might say, well, Joel, I got to work. Absolutely, I do too. So I took out 40 hours right there. So if I take, <clears throat> if I take 168 minus 56 minus 40, that nets 72 hours per week that we have available to ourselves when we take out our sleeping time and we take out our job. Now, if we attend church an hour for Sunday school, an hour for Sunday morning service, an hour for Sunday night service, and an hour for Wednesday night service, that's four hours per week. Now, if that's all we do, and we don't open our Bible when we're at home, and we don't pray when we're at home, that comes out to four hours per week, or we're devoting 5.6% of our time to the Lord. In other words, 94.4% of our time is devoted to the world, and no wonder that we live defeated lives. No wonder that our churches have no power, because if we're only giving 5.6% of our time to the Lord, no wonder that we're living defeated lives. But I want you to take this message, and I want you to assess yourself and find out when the, when I hear the word, where is it falling? Is it fa- is it falling by the wayside? Is it falling on stony ground? Is it falling among thorns? Or is my heart good ground? So I want you to think about that. And that's today's message, and I hope you've enjoyed it. This is Joel Martin.